0: What's going on guys? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. In today's business breakthrough, Eric brought on Chris with CRE Home Services uh, as he came to us with some issues with hiring, getting out of production, and we hammered out so much strategy in here. Take notes, awesome episode on how to attract the right help. Starts right now. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is Do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right, they're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener, it's so much better. And that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time. And that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat. And that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets Podcast. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Got Eric, the Pathfinder, marketer, fashion here with Chris Rodriguez, CRA Home Services. We're ready to rock. We're here for a coaching session. This is going to get crazy. Uh, what's going on, guys?
1: What's
2: going on?
0: Hey, what's going on? Chris, what's the story, man? Tell us a little about your business.
1: Yeah so we started up like two years ago doing home remodeling and handyman stuff and we kind of realized that handyman really wasn't in our wheelhouse um, and then we started to have problems with the home remodeling with cash flow and you know trying to organize things and we kind of want to niche down to painting. So the last six months we kind of just focused straight on painting and trim carpentry and trying to go in that wheel route.
0: Yeah. Good combo, you know, especially like crown molding and, and uh, adding baseboards. Nice. You got a good carpenter on staff. Yeah. It's awesome, oh, man! Very cool.
1: Me, me, and somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Hey, you're on staff, right? <laughs> yeah. So, exactly. so let's
0: talk about, um, you know, you know, just kind of just be transparent. Maybe, maybe we can offer a a perspective. I know you, Eric's gonna give me a little context here, but let's just get it out there. What's that? What's that thing that you're uh kind of wanting to get? You know, that hurdle that you're trying to get over, man. What's that one thing that you're thinking, like, man, like, what is that? You know, how do I get over this hurdle, or what should I do next? Like, what's that thing for you?
1: Yeah. So, I guess my biggest thing now is. Getting the pieces and people in place to remove myself from being in production because um, that's slowing down a lot of things and making it harder, you know. To what's kind the of team look and,
0: like now? Is it just you and another person, or how uh, was that look like? Uh,
1: yeah, it's me and two other people. Um, okay. One person we just brought on, kind of as a as an apprentice, doesn't really know anything, um, and then one person that has some knowledge but not to the level that i could leave them there and um they can do the whole job by themselves yet
0: okay so you have so it's just you three you and, and two yep. other people right and then you have yep. you say one's an apprentice and one has semi-decent knowledge on on the job type right okay so i think what you should do is put a pause on the trim carpentry first okay. you know i think that should you gotta put a pause on that i mean it's good to have it and i know that you you know that you can do it and I know this is hard, but you might leave some money on the table, but right now (laughs) it's all about creating the system first. Like it's all about crawling before we walk. Right. When you get that stride going of like, you're no longer in production. That's when you do the trim carpentry. But right now, man, the focus early on is don't worry about making money. Worry about building a system that generates money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because right now you're trading your time for money. And I know, you know, all this stuff, right? Eric, why don't you come in and give me some context on some of the things you guys discussed?
2: Yeah. So, um, a big thing we talked about, cause me and Chris had a one-on-one before, um, as he was getting started with us and everything. And I, I see this a lot with a lot of the people we work with, right? It's like, you almost have to do both at the same time. You got to do the sales and marketing and you got to do the hiring right. and the system building. Um, and right now, I mean, Chris, maybe it's changed. There's been a couple weeks in between, but Chris is like a couple weeks out, um, And we talked a lot on the appointment setting stuff. Uh, There were definitely some holes there as far as uh, I know, Chris, we were talking about last time, like giving them prices over the phone, that type of stuff where we honed in a bunch of that. And it sounds like Chris, I mean, a little bit of the feedback, I think you gave us on one of the coaching calls that it was like almost like an immediate switch that you noticed. So I think we got a lot of the appointment stuff honed in a little bit more. So honing in a lot on the sales process, because obviously it's a, it's a two way street where it's like we got to be selling the projects to also then be able to continue to build the team. Right. right. Um, is that, I mean, that pretty yeah, accurate. No, it's Chris? No, Chris,
0: Chris, Chris yeah, it's what, what is, correct. what is uh? so if I, if I tasked you with this, if I was like, Chris, I need you to find an employee, what, what would be your your go-to strategy right now? If like at the end of today at six o'clock you had to have a prospective employee.
1: Um, I would be, I would put something online and then start, You know, calling around, maybe go to some of the paint stores, seeing if they have anybody or other companies or somebody like, I don't really want to poach somebody, but ideally somebody that would have some experience and looking for something better.
0: So this is a good start because I want you to know that that strategy is very general. It's not streamlined and you won't survive unless you have something where you know that you can flip a switch and you can get a result kind of like marketing with Eric. Eric, add more money to my marketing. (laughs) Oh, what is that going to do? Give you a result. What result does that give you? Leads, right? right? So we look at marketing the same exact way as we look at hiring because it's the same thing, right? It's just all it is is you're essentially getting your name out to a market. It doesn't have to be a consumer market. It's a labor market. And you're saying, hey, we have a position open. Come work for us. But the problem is, is that, yes, you did a great thing by hiring a marketer. You're missing the the other side of it where you need to spend money on hiring all the time. And you might be thinking, well, that's a waste of money. But I want you to know this. First of all, you got to understand that the best employees are always looking for a new job. Why? Because they're currently working. Maybe they had a bad day. Maybe their paycheck was short. Maybe they got yelled at. Maybe their workload was too high. Maybe the boss they're working for isn't someone like you He's coming on here trying to get better, trying to learn coaching, trying to build a business, trying to build a brand. And they're just somebody that's at the bar. And they're just like, man, I, I don't want to do this anymore. And guess what? In those moments, emotionally, what do they do? Everyone's got a phone now. So what do they do? Yep. Go right online. And where do you think they go? Indeed. Everyone says that. Everyone. Eric, yeah. I don't know if you want to lie. <laughs> hey, Doesn't everyone say Indeed?
1: Oh, yeah. Indeed. Everyone.
0: So Indeed yeah. clearly has cornered the market as the go-to. Whether ZipRecruiter is good, whether Facebook is good, it doesn't matter. Indeed has cornered the market as the go-to. Whether it, it, that's... Okay. So if we know that people are on Facebook, Eric, looking at their friends' pictures and their family's pictures and then, boop. CRA Home Services comes up with a nice ad that says X amount off if you click this button and it takes you to a funnel or drip jobs or whatever it does. The only reason Eric is interested in Facebook, why, is because that's where the market is. Correct, Eric? If there was another platform 100%. called uh, uh, Boogeyman, would you be a Boogeyman platform advertiser if everyone 100%. was hanging out there? 100%. Eric, doesn't, You've always- Eric doesn't care about Facebook. He just cares where the market is, right?
2: Yeah, you take your lowest hanging fruit. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. In theory, people are everywhere, right? People are on Facebook. So if you can get in front of them, but yeah. F- so, we use the lowest hanging fruit, right? Indeed's going to be a lot of times your lowest hanging fruit.
0: Absolutely. So Chris, what you need to do strategy day one after this call is get out an add on Indeed and run it for $5 a day, every day. How much is that? 150 bucks a month. But what does that give you? A steady stream of applicants at all times. You're always hiring, by the way, brother. It's just a matter of if you yeah. want them to start. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So the problem is, is that I should never have to task you with this task of you need to find someone at six o'clock today. Because the reality is, bro, you do need to find someone at six o'clock today. You need to find someone yesterday and the week before if you're still working, right? Right. Yep. Okay. So the problem is, is that you're going in panic mode you're like all right well i'm gonna put out an ad online don't know where that's gonna go and i'm gonna go to the store and i'm, I'm just using it as an example i'm not bashing no, no, yeah, you because yeah, yeah. no, no, i'm just no, you know because there's people listening yeah. i want them to see that hey you know a lot of people have the same strategy i'm gonna go to the store i'm gonna call friends i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna and, and what does that do whenever we are in a panic mode to either find a job or we find hiring it it it, it throws off our system so let me bridge the gap eric i'll bring you in a sec Chris, if I asked you, you need to find a job at, at six o'clock today, you would take anything that came your way. And what right. does that do? Stresses out you, stresses out your employees, stresses out your team. Your pricing is all over the place because you're not used to bidding it. Let's say it was a wall rep- removal job just because you needed something to do, right? Then you got it. Then you have it. maybe a texturing issue and then behind the wallpapers and it. So- All that because you weren't dialed in, strategic, and systemized, okay? Same thing happens with hiring. If you have a random hiring process, you're going to get random results. So you might get an apprentice one time, and you might get somebody with some sort of skill. Or you might get somebody with a major character issue that you didn't know about, and now you have a big problem on your hands trying to get them out of your life. Right. All because of the hiring process that was not put in place day one. You don't put a hiring process in day 300. You should have done it day one, but it's always never too late to add it in. Process is indeed start there. What do you think, Eric, about that?
2: I love it. Uh, Something we talk about on our coaching calls with our clients a lot is um, hiring is really just sales and marketing, right? Marketing to bring them in and then the interview is just a sales call, right? right. It's just communication in a lot of ways. So no, I 100% agree with all that. Um, the only thing maybe I'd add in as some extra context, which I mean, maybe helps Chris a little bit. I had this point of view as well. um, When we've hired a bunch of people that like, man, I don't, I don't want to poach people. Right. I shifted my mindset a little bit. And if this helps, I don't often look at it as poaching. Right. I think there's a, a good way and a wrong way to do it. Right. Just like if you go in there and you hard pressure somebody to buy your product and it's this really hard pressure, sleazy sales, nobody wants to do that. But if it's, it's a good way. And they, you know, you give them some incentive and they take it. Awesome. Same thing. Like I never want to poach people, but we've had a few rockstar team members join Pathfinder that left an opportunity they weren't happy with to come here. And like, it was just, it was a clean process. Right. So I think there's a a right way and a wrong way to do it, but don't, don't, I wouldn't be afraid of bringing somebody else on that, you know, is maybe working somewhere else currently. I look at that as an opportunity because I can provide them something better. Hey, so As you employer. know what?
0: If anything, you're doing the person who you took them from a favor to raise their standards. You exactly. know, and yeah. ultimately, the the what I found is that if I'm operating at a certain level, Chris, and on my standards are at a certain level, I'm only going to attract people that can operate at the same or even a greater level of a standard. Anyone under that standard won't last long. So, in other words, by poaching someone means that they're in the wrong place anyway. <laughs> you know, so to leave, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, so let's talk about what happens after we put that ad out. So let me talk about the ad real quick. Cause it is like the advertisement, right? When we put a copy out for what we're looking for, it's just like Eric putting out a copy of, Hey, this is the type of jobs that we do, right? He wouldn't put out an ad saying, Hey, we do contractor work. He would not be a good marketer. If that were the case, I wouldn't be on this call with him. Okay. <laughs> so in the same way on the other side of the coin, What if you put out an ad, say, hey, we're looking for a reliable worker that knows basic painting and trim carpentry uh, that has a driver's license and uh, and, and, you know, is legal, you know. And if you look on Craigslist or some of these other ads, that's what you're going to find. Anyone with a pulse, really. Right. So in the same way, Eric brings it to you with marketing and targeting the right customers for you the copy of what your ad says is the most important thing of all because that is going to separate the the people who align with your standard and the people who don't and that's going to make it easier for you to hire you know what i'm saying so watch this yeah. if you put out an ad bro that said fast growing motivated home improvement service coming into town with a with a to provide you know high end residential customers with a brand new uh you know beautiful Paint job, looking for people to come to work with, uh, with energy in a team environment that doesn't mind being pushed to to meet their highest possible, uh, you know, potential in this company. Looking for the following looking for individuals that have management experience, managing a small crew to eventually get promoted to project manager of CRA home improvement services. This role entails the following. You will be directly uh, responsible to communicating directly with the CEO. You'll, you know, and, and you're, do you see just, you're like, selling, it, yeah you're selling it. So when somebody is sitting at their job where they didn't even get a paycheck that Friday, And they maybe had just talked to somebody about renting an apartment and just got denied because they can't prove their income, Chris. But in your ad, you say, pay stubs every week. Everything is done by the book at CRA Home Improvement. Don't you think that's going to encourage somebody who has a high standard about their life and what they're trying to accomplish to jump ship from where they are to you because of what you put in that ad? Yeah, the one thing
2: sense. I'll add to that too, um, we, we, we talk about this a good bit because um, yeah, it, it's all just marketing. Uh, I mean, you can go and look at my profile and, and scroll down a good bit. Anytime we have a, a big job opening that like we don't already have somebody lined up for, I make a post on my profile and the copy. I don't say anything about like pay. Maybe it's one line at the top or one line at the bottom. The whole copy is about the type of people we're looking for. You know, I want somebody that's hungry for opportunity that wants to continue to grow, right? I want people that are really detail-oriented. And I'm always talking about those things rather than like the logistics of health insurance and that type of stuff. Those things are important, but I don't make them the forefront of the copy because you're if you make money and pay and that type of stuff, the forefront that's of the ad, you're going to get money-driven people. Yeah. <laughs> if I put culture things, characteristics, that type of stuff, we're gonna, more likely to get good people, Um So that's one thing I always look for. And if you have even just, we've done this before on a couple of coaching calls, if you even just have a rough draft, bring it to like one of Tuesday, Thursdays calls and and we can review it for sure.
0: Okay. So what is, so what has your process been when you hired that apprentice? Um, I'd like to know what it like, how did it go for him?
1: (laughs) Um, It was very basic, you know, quick, quick interview. Quick, fast, in a hurry. Did he start the next day? (laughs) Pretty much. Yep. Pretty much. What about the other guy? Um, the other guy is actually my dad, so okay. it, it was a different situation. So you've known him
0: for a long time. You got to really understand his character. Yeah, right?
1: yeah, know him a little <laughs> bit.
0: <laughs> what about what about someone that you had to fire?
1: Um, haven't gotten to that point yet.
0: Okay, good. So let's avoid that at all costs, right? I can't say (laughs) that. I promise you that, but I can also say that it it could happen. So what we want to do, and I don't know if you've had this experience. I used to work at a restaurant, and I was a manager there. So even before I started my business, I actually had to interview people, or I'm not just gonna, you know. So in that capacity, it was my my responsibility to interview people. So let me ask you this, Chris. If you were to come work for my company, and you you went through my ad and you reached out to me, and you were like, uh, you know, hey. Uh, I'm interested in this job, and I said, "Hey, do you have a few minutes to talk on the phone?" I just messaged you through Indeed, and you and and we chatted. I got to know you a little bit. I said, "Hey, man, um, oh, appreciate you reaching out. Okay, well, we actually have a job tomorrow. If you want, you can come, and uh, you know, we could we could we could see if uh, you're a good fit. You know, do you think there's anything wrong with that?
1: Yeah, yeah. pretty much, yes. right? Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's horrible. Why? Because I have no clue who you are, and I'm I'm using my customer's house as your." your, your, your interview, which is, which is horrible. Um, so a lot of people do that. Okay. And I'm just telling you this to help you avoid this. What you want to do is you want to have a pro patient process. Now, the reason why some people don't do a patient process is because they always wait until they need to hire to actually hire. That's just like waiting until you need a job to start marketing. And then you reach out to Eric and be like, dude, how come it's only been two days and I haven't gotten (laughs) a lead yet. You know? right? It's like, yeah. Eric's like, wait, it'll come, but why, you nope. know, we shouldn't have waited yeah. this long, you know? So You want to
1: do everything beforehand.
0: Right. So there's this process that I've done. And essentially it's like, okay, you, you made it through the first tier by actually responding to my ad. That's number one, second tier. Then I message you and I say, let's do a phone interview. A phone interview is set for a, a later time or date because I want there to be some Anticipation there. I want them to be like, okay, I got to get ready for this phone interview. Like, okay, this is different, right? Especially in our industry, right? People aren't really getting that, right? So they're like, oh, okay, well, premium painting. All right, that's cool. Honey, I have a phone interview later. Make sure you watch the kids. I, I got to be in a quiet place, he said, you know? <laughs> yeah. So after that phone interview, I have a couple strategic questions, I'm not going to get into them, but essentially it's just making sure that they hit the basics of what I'm looking for. If I'm looking for a certain skill set or I'm looking for a beginner, if I'm looking for, you know, but I'm also paying attention to a few things. Were they on time for my phone interview? Did they answer the call? Did they sound like they were sleeping at one o'clock? You know, are they, are they, do they sound excited or nervous? Like I want to know these things. I have done a lot of phone interviews and hired a little amount of people. So let me make you, make you understand this very well. This is a great filtering out process on the phone, bro. Okay. Step three, if it goes well, guess what we're doing? Doing an in-person interview. Okay. So I might even feel great about them, but I want to check them in person. I want to see, you know, did they show up on time? What's hygiene? How's that, how's that going? Uh, you know, uh, are they, are they acting skittish in person? Can I tell if they're on drugs? I had somebody where I could literally tell he was on drugs. Like, even though his phone interview was great, I could tell he was on drugs in person. Right. Thankfully, I did that, that in-person interview. I'm just being honest and transparent with you. Is like, this is a weaning out process. Okay. Right. So when you do this process, you're giving yourself the very best possible chance to get somebody that's going to stay a long time and to be a positive contributor to your team. Right, Eric?
2: Um, I think one thing I I have to imagine you agree with this too, Tanner, and having like that process and not deviating from it. I've, uh, I spent a lot of money for some really, really good recruiting and hiring coaches that have helped me tremendously. And one of the biggest things she helped me with was like, always have an apples to apples comparison. So same interview process every single time. Same for the most part questions, right? I'm making sure all the same boxes get checked. That way I have a direct Apples to apples comparison. Even if I'm hiring my mom, she's going through the same interviewing process, right? I'm making sure we have that direct comparison. Um, I'm assuming you agree with that, Tanner.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you got. I mean, you know, when it comes to hiring, Eric, you would agree as well. I know this because this is what you preach in terms of culture, and and I and I admire that, and I follow it, especially in drip jobs, building a especially a virtual team. You know, it's even harder. Your people make up the business. <laughs> you right. know, like if there's anything that's important in business, it's hiring. Like that's why I'm, I, I could have taken you in a hundred different directions today, Chris, about production. We just need to talk hiring because production will work itself out if the hiring is great. If you have a play, if me and Eric work for your company, bro. I mean, you and I both know that you would just thrive. We wouldn't, we don't need to oh, be yeah. micromanaged. 100%. You would just, t- we, just tell us what to do and we would do it. We'd have a good time doing it. We'd be respectful to your customers. We treat them well. We'd be honest. We wouldn't steal, right? You know, these things, you just need to find people in your area that have those similar values. And the only way to do that is a couple of things. Number one, create a better opportunity than what they currently have, right? So look at the standard in your area for home improvement, which is super low. Number one, let me ask you a question. Do you have insurance, general liability, and workers' comp? Yep. yep. Both. Do you have a payroll yep. company?
1: Yeah, we started with Gusto.
0: Good. You started with Gusto. Perfect. So you have those two things there. Okay. Uh, number three, business bank account, business phone number. Yep. All right. So you got all the basics down pat. I love it. Okay. So now you have a firm foundation. Now, let me ask you this. In terms of pay scale, do you pay more than the average in your area for somebody, or do you pay about average?
1: Uh, we usually pay more than average.
0: More than average. Let me ask you another question. If you found somebody that knew all aspects of painting, again, not trim work, yeah. what would you pay yeah. them per hour if they could communicate with customers, if they could manage the job and communicate with you effectively?
1: Uh, somewhere around 30 to 35 an hour.
0: Great pay. Okay. Yeah. So what are your company values? What are some things that you value as a business owner?
1: Uh, <clears throat> sorry. Um, you know, cleanliness you know being respectful the quality of work but like the biggest thing for us because we always tell like all of our customers and clients you know anybody can paint but like the experience that we give you you know is important to us so you know how we leave the houses and you know how we deal with the customers things like that so basically the person's personality more than you know their skills
0: eric you know what we just did we just we just created this whole ad <laughs> in a that's lot your, of ways that's your, that's your ad chris <laughs> right there everything i asked you in the order of which i asked you besides the bank account yeah. thing and the phone number that's basic yeah. but you should put all that stuff in your ad and everything you just said right there is going to is going to attract somebody who maybe has those same values but's in an environment that doesn't appreciate them right and that's how you find winners bro okay that's the secret and then from there Those people can be cultivated into leaders, right? Those people are the people that you can make managers and you can really grow your business organically. Many people just opt for subcontractors because they don't want to go through this process of cultivation. Cultivation takes time. Cultivation is planting seeds, nurturing it, fixing it when it doesn't grow right, you know, hanging in there in the rain and the summer and the the seasons of business and their life problems that they're dealing with their spouse and their friends. Some people just don't want to deal with it. I do because I know the reward on the other end is if I cultivate someone enough, I can take them from somebody who has great characteristics, great character, great values, and I could turn them into a leader. I don't care if they're good at painting or not. I could turn them into a manager or somebody I could trust to communicate with myself and my clients and my employees well. And I can grow my business in, infinitely want, because I know that secret. I know what to look for. I've done it. Right. I've had the practice. So you need to get the practice. One more thing I want to say is that your dad being in your business, how, is he, how would he feel about being managed by somebody else?
1: Uh, I think that would be tough.
0: Okay, so you need to figure that but out. That's a,
1: yeah. Oh, no. You're yeah, not going to be able 100%. to grow that
0: way. So one thing that I suggest you do uh, is, is your dad a carpenter? Yeah. Make him just do carpentry. Don't let him paint. Yeah, carpentry aside, create a little painting business. Eric, what do you think about that?
2: Yeah, I like that. I like that. Or I think, um, I think you'd have to have really, really good communication and really, really good expectations yeah. set. But again, dad aside, as a as an employee, as a team member, could he potentially move into more of a management role at some point? I think it's one thing I'd be looking at. The one thing yeah. it, this may be tough to backtrack. But one thing, like great example, um, our graphic designer, we hired her sister on our team to come do like some media buying on our side. Um, I went through the same apples to apples process. It didn't matter that she was her sister. We went through the same interview process, and then I determined, this girl's amazing. she's a rock star. <laughs> and then, after that, after she beat out all the other candidates, I had a conversation with her and her sister to make sure we were very clear that like, this is work, this is family. And we were on the same page there. Right. It may be tough to backtrack that, but I think as long as that communication is there and those expectations are set and you can separate those um, you can do that. So I, I love that idea of having him just do carpentry. I also think if the relationship aside as a team member, he has the potential to maybe move into management or something. Maybe that's something yeah. I'd yeah, look I, at too. I
1: think, yeah, after like, if I really talk to him, I think he'll be fine with it. Also he's, planning on retiring and being done within a year. So I'm not really, you know, too worried about it. Yeah.
0: Good. good. Yeah. I just want to make sure we talked about that, but early on, Chris, I don't think you should take any more carpentry until you have a painting system that can consistently generate jobs without you painting, just do painting. Anytime you bring in carpentry, it's just more things that you got to do. It slows down the job. It slows down the process. Although yes. And I would give yourself three to six months. Now, again, if you can spin your dad off to do the carpentry, then okay. I get it, but
1: yeah,
0: you know, if he's doing painting and then having to stop painting to go cut wood and hey, bro, carpentry right. is not easy, bro. I mean, I do it. Yeah. So I know that like crown molding, you don't have time to paint if you have to crown a living room, right? There's no way you got it. And then you got to caulk it, putty it, and paint it. So he's gone the whole day. That leaves you and the apprentice to be doing the working. And that was happening.
1: Right. Yep.
0: Cause you keep taking trim. Stop taking trim. Yep. Usually people <laughs> don't even ask it. You're upselling it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So stop yeah, saying basically. it.
0: <laughs> so, um, but that's my time, guys. Eric, thank you so much for uh, bringing Chris on. Was that helpful, Chris?
1: Yeah, no, that was definitely helpful.
0: Cool, cool. How about Eric, man? Any good guy, man, hooking you up?
1: Yeah, yeah. Nah, no, He does his bad. thing, huh? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, he's no, been, he's been real helpful.
0: Cool, man. All right, well, my thank best. you, guys. Eric, as always, yeah. I appreciate you, man. For sure, bro. All right, catch you guys soon.